Welcome to Fat Guy, Jack Guy. I'm Steph Rubino. I'm Brendan Walsh. And today's episode is rated R for sex. Before we get, <laughs> but before we get there, <laughs> we have a little message for you. Please become a patron <laughs> of Fat Guy, Jack Guy by going to patreon.com backslash Fat Guy, Jack Guy. For as little as $3 a month, you can support us and make the show better and also support our new uh, powerlifting project that we're working on. So, yeah, and um, you can hear all those episodes too yeah, yeah, because we, they're... In the Patreon. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the show. Fat guy. Jack guy. Two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Fat guy. Jack guy. Two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Two biological I don't know how old I was when I learned the classic American discourse around the shadiness of politicians. I imagine it was the late 90s when everyone was cranking their hogs to the Bill Clinton <laughs> sex scandals. <laughs> we're starting off yeah, on fire This right is now. what we're doing. It's a sex episode. It's a sex episode. Specifically, of course, the Clinton... Monica Lewinsky scandal. As a kid, I began to understand the elegant American tap dance of hating all politicians, yet liking your choices more than others, and also <laughs> admitting that all politicians are scumbags, but also voting for politicians. <laughs> it's really funny how we all either pretend to hate every politician, yet secretly like them, or pretend to hate every politician and actually do. Either way, there's a lot of performative, like, Oh, politicians are scumbags. <laughs> Everybody's got to say it. Everybody's got to get their voice heard. <laughs> Not for me. I hate them all. Yeah. You're one That's of the people real. who hates them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when the image of the lascivious politician <laughs> fully entered the American consciousness. I'd imagine maybe it has something to do with like JFK or maybe FDR. They were both uh, guys who enjoyed the company of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. <laughs> but for as long as I have been politically aware, I've understood that a good number of politicians are probably doing extracurricular sex stuff. <laughs> After all, they are just humans, only with more power. And humans, not all, but many, love sex stuff. And power makes you horny. Yes. And so, <laughs> how could these Science. freaks not leverage their influence in service of their genitals? So true. This, <laughs> this assumption seemed to be confirmed consistently in our normal decade that we're talking about this season, 2003 to 2013. As our appetite for sex scandals specifically, not war scandals, which we had plenty <laughs> of during so this time period. <laughs> Rather not talk about that. because No, it's, that's not fun. It's, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> our appetite for sex scandals was not sated by the Clinton saga only a few years earlier. So when you think about Clinton in the context of the 2003-2013, it's relatively recent. Yeah, we were it's still, like back to back pretty much. We were still cranking it. We <laughs> just got just got over it yeah we just got our <laughs> just got back in the saddle um if you're a patron perhaps you've heard us discuss the john edwards sex scandal 
Edwards was a Democratic senator and 2004 VP candidate who was caught in a wild sex scandal in 2007. And how could we forget Elliot Spitzer, <laughs> New York governor who was caught in 2008 soliciting sex work for several years and allegedly spent upwards of $80,000 for high-priced <laughs> escorts. His own money. You know? Yeah, thankfully it wasn't taxpayer dollars. He didn't pull like a Chris Christie and <laughs> have a nice... You know how Chris Christie just spent yeah. all that taxpayer money yeah. on like ice cream sundaes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I respect. Yeah, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I want to spend taxpayer yeah. money on treats. He spent $300,000 on Sundays. I get it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm there with you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there was Mark Sanford, Republican mm. governor of South Carolina, whose 2009 hiking trip <laughs> was actually a visit to visit his Argentinian mistress <laughs> in Argentina. <laughs> this one is really funny. Um, in late 2006, Florida Republican Congressman Mark Foley was accused of sending lewd text messages to young men and also having sexual liaisons with other young men. Mm -hmm. There was an attempted GOP cover-up of the whole thing, too. We were so rich with scandals back then that I don't even remember the Mark Foley one. That yeah. one kind of just passed over me. And then, of course, there was Anthony Weiner, <laughs> the man who just couldn't help himself. Unfortunate name he just, to have a sex scandal. He just <laughs> loved sending pictures of his penis. I don't know what it was about him. He's such a strange man. He loves sending dick pics. He just loves it. And I saw the Anthony Weiner documentary too. I saw it in the theater back in wow. 2015, I think. And uh, you just watch the man, because he got caught in another sex yes. scandal while running for mayor yes. of New York after getting over the other <laughs> sex scandal. And it was like, he sent more pictures of his penis. <laughs> he just couldn't help it. He was addicted to it. <laughs> you know? It's just like a strange thing to be addicted to. You yeah. can get addicted to anything you in our really society. You can really get addicted to anything, you know? <laughs> It's about your, your attitude. It's not about the thing itself, you know? <laughs> He's in Sex Addicts Anonymous. Like, I just, just I don't even pics. like the act. Yeah. I just want to send dick pics to as many people as possible. It's true. He wasn't having extramarital affairs as far as we know. But yeah. But he was sending pictures of his penis. Yeah, unless you want to... I guess people have probably, like, their considerations. They probably have, like, rules about yeah. cheating or whatever. Yeah. And they would probably consider that cheating, Yeah, I guess. sure. Cheating. But he, but didn't, yeah, he didn't... Yeah, but he didn't actually put that anywhere. No, he just... <laughs> he just Sent it, just sent a photo of it. I mean, it's normal behavior. <laughs> Somewhere shortly after 2013, like literally right after 2013, Americans stopped caring about politicians' sex lives. It's so true. This mostly has to do with polarization, in my opinion. Most Americans have their political team. And you aren't allowed to condemn your team in any way. You're not allowed to say, well, that's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? That's not like a great choice. This prohibits us from going all in as a country to gawk at political sex acts. You have to be constantly on the defensive about the other team taking advantage of the fact that your team is also messed up. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been sex scandals in the past 10 years. But our collective response has been, eh. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Not quite words. Fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> the kinds of scandals that have destroyed politicians in the 90s and it, up to like 2013 are now accepted as just like, okay, 
We gave up. You think about Donald Trump, okay? He is bulletproof in kind of every single way. Yes. And this bulletproof identity, I think, collectively broke all of our brains. <laughs> if you think about the Stormy Daniels case, where it's just like evidence and paper and just like he has a check that was written out to him for like, what was it, like $170,000 yeah. or something? Like, like, how could that not be ruinous? And yet, nothing. Nothing. Think about Matt Gates. Yeah. Like, he was doing the underage sex thing with yeah. girls. Yeah. And nobody gave a shit. And everyone was like, eh. <laughs> like, we want to talk about it, but I don't know. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, in some ways, I think this is okay. That we don't really care about our politicians' sex lives as much as we used to. I think for many Dems in the 90s, the Clinton scandal didn't really matter. If you look at his approval rating, it was like 68% yeah, before and then 66% after. Yeah. Like it really didn't have much of an effect on who he was in the public's eyes. And so that might have changed a lot of people's opinions. But once again, it's about your team. Yeah. So if it was the other guys, if it was a Republican, Dems would be like, nope. If it was a Dem, Republicans would be like, look at these perverts. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Clinton scandal happened, well, if, you know, it depends on who you want to talk to. But part of the reason why it was blasted out into the stratosphere so harshly was because the Republicans were really trying to take yes. it down. Yeah. It was very his much approval rating was so high. Yeah. It was a political act. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing that we will talk about today, because I want to generate kind of a thesis. Like I think <laughs> it's about polarization. It's also about Trump. It might also have the influence of social media and just our mm -hmm. brains can't really hold on to a scandal anymore. Yeah. Like they just disappear in our minds because yeah. we have another thing to look at. But why have we stopped giving a shit? And yeah. I don't think it's because we've become more progressive. It's not like we've, <laughs> we have become, we've become more insane. Yeah. We've actually become, so, we, we went from conservative to like less conservative to extremely conservative to even more conservative yeah, like in fascism. our culture. Yes. <laughs> Just like we're what we have turned into is uh, it used to be okay here's a real political sex scandal let's talk about it it has become one side <laughs> literally believes yes that there are people in the senate in the house yes. who are eating babies yes they do believe that and, and, the, and like having sex with babies like yes. all of the most insane things you can possibly think mm -hmm. of that is now a reasonable line of thought for Possibly hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> it can't be that high. It's They're really, just very loud. It's really it high. can't be that high. 250 million people. <laughs> that would leave only 100 million. Yeah, there's only 100 million people. Like, I don't think this is right. Yeah. No, but there are millions of people. No, who there like, are millions of people who believe really, that. Yeah. Really believe this. And so the idea, I guess, of, uh, oh, look, this guy cheated on his wife. Isn't that bad? That's like... They're like, who cares yeah. about that? That guy ate a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it like it is a proven yeah. fact. Like they have yes. the evidence to back themselves up. They just haven't been able to give it to yeah. you. But like they'll say, they can't give it to you, but... I know for a fact <laughs> that Nancy Pelosi had sex with a baby and ate it. <laughs> like we shouldn't be laughing at it. It's just so ridiculous. It's insane. Like it's just, just like these things. Yes. Okay. The violences towards children happen every single day, but it's insane to have this conspiracy theory that everyone who is a Democrat <laughs> in the House and Senate yeah. 
are doing this and they're having they're having like a ritual around it. Yes, they have a It's weird a ritualized killing blood ritual. sex yeah. thing that they do. It's absolutely insane. Yes. A, a sort of understood perspective in the right wing of this country. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, listen, I hear your concerns. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I guess there's <laughs> to talk about some of these sex scandals just kind of a hey remember this sort of thing yes. um, because there were many sex scandals throughout this time period and they were news they were big news yeah now i couldn't tell you what the, the hot sex scandal is i mean they tried to make it stick with gates with trump none of it, none worked. Of it worked um there's that guy Grayton's in missouri the, the yeah, republican yeah. guy but what about that much. one guy from like north carolina did he do a sex the thing? young guy <laughs> oh the young guy yeah i know you're talking about like, madison cawthorn yeah he said some stuff about sex and stuff he, he said some stuff about sex stuff they say that they have evidence of him i don't know paying off sex workers oh. that are men okay yeah and i don't know he does a lot of blow or something i guess that's right <laughs> That's a scandal. Yeah. But again, like, since I can't recall the details of it, it's like, I remember seeing it, I remember hearing about it, and then it just got wiped from my brain, because there's just so much going on. Yeah. And it didn't stay. It didn't stay on the news. There's no time for us to really consider this We can't relish in the scandal. The thing about sex scandals, as you said before, is that they're kind of fun, they're kind of low stakes, which we really need. Yeah. We need that low stakes. (laughs) We do. Hey, look at these people! They're having sex. Yeah, I, I, like, I think a sex scandal is so much better than a. In my opinion, okay, that sounds really fucked up, but in my opinion, a sex scandal where it's like two consenting adults entered into an act and then it got publicized mm-hmm. is much more fun than like talking about Trump and his famous quote about grabbing women by the pussy yeah, and like assaulting them. Yeah, yeah, that is not fun. That fucking sucks. I would much rather talk. I would much rather talk and like have. The amount of publicity that got, mm-hmm. and then like none of the, you know, none of this other stuff that we're talking about has really been talked about in the news is kind of like, it, there's an imbalance of like how we're talking about sex in the news. We're talking about yeah. sex only in like one particular way, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we're not focusing on like this other bad thing, like people using taxpayer dollars to pay off sex workers. Like that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can pay sex workers all they want. I don't give a shit, but they shouldn't be using our money to yeah, do it. Of course, you yeah. know. So it's like an imbalance there. I think you bring up another interesting thing, which is that there was a transition. We didn't move away from talking about sex stuff when we think about Me Too, for instance. There was a discussion of people in power doing sex stuff. Yeah, but it was. Um, sort of an assault right. you know it wasn't about consensual yeah. sex between adults it was about people with power abusing that power yeah. and so that didn't I guess it didn't leave our brains it just transformed into something else right and maybe through that lens when I'm talking about some of these we could be like oh yeah that was also a me too yeah yeah no some of them are <laughs> we just well, didn't like, look like at Anthony it that Wiener way is like a me too yeah it's like he was not sen- it was not consensual yeah he was just sending dick he was back. just randomly <laughs> I mean, maybe a couple of them were, but like yeah. he was randomly sending dick pics to people, you know? Yeah. I think stakes are high or feel high, yeah. and so everything feels elevated and to focus on a sex thing that doesn't have any, like, bad stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't seem to Worth matter. It. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, unfortunate Which, for us. I don't know. Kind of, yeah. As spectators. <laughs> we'd really like to see as more. Spectators. We'd love to see it. Okay. So I found a source, uh, a little something called Washington Post. Oh, nice. That just has kind of a breakdown <laughs> of the. It's a good source. Yeah. Of the hottest sex scandals of our time period. Wow. So we're that's talking really good. like 2003 to 2013. Just some. Sex scandals to jog your memory. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll remember some of these. Maybe you won't. And after that, I'll read a little article from 2013 that talks about how people have stopped caring about the sex scandal. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this so, is the thing people are talking about. Yeah. Or they were. They I can't were. really find anything that recent, recent because we don't really talk about sex scandals right. anymore. We're too conservative to talk about sex scandals. Yeah. We need to talk people about... People don't have sex. We need to talk about how... Um, <laughs> At one of every two children are trafficked yes. for Democratic politicians yes. to eat. Just for, just for the Democrats. <laughs> and I'm goofing, you guys. Like I'm goofing. It honestly sucks that like, they don't... There is real trafficking. Yeah, there's real bad stuff to focus on. They could put all that energy into actually fixing tra human yeah. trafficking. No, they don't want to help anybody. No. They just want to have outrage yes. about something. And they yeah. want to believe that the... The real conspiracies that do govern our lives, like the existence of billionaires, yes. <laughs> the existence yes. of like private prisons, and yes. all these things that are conspiracies, to focus on that is too painful. Yeah, because it's real. Yeah. yeah. So you'd rather focus on this like goofy spiritualist, <laughs> like demon stuff, because eh, low stakes. It yeah, feels like it's, it's low, low stakes. stakes, even though sure. to them, you know, they could say it's the highest stakes ever, yeah. but it's not. Because if it was serious, maybe you'd do something else. Yeah, that's so true. Um, all right, so I'm going to start from 2004. We'll just kind of yeah, work our way to around roll, roll 2011 it. or so. The first one, in 2004, Republican Jack Ryan dropped out of the Illinois Senate race after his wife, Jerry Lynn Ryan of Star Trek fame. I don't know who yeah. that is. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, we're not, we're not Trekkies. But filed divorce papers. You yeah, you know. <laughs> She filed divorce papers alleging he had taken her to bizarre clubs and asked her to have sex in front of other people. Ryan's Democratic opponent, Barack Obama. Obama. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> he easily won the seat. So this was a guy against uh, going against Barack Obama. Okay. It was he and Obama yeah. in the Senate race. And this guy, I guess, took his wife to sex clubs and wanted to, uh, her to have sex. He wanted her. to be a swinger. Yeah, he just wanted yeah. to swing. Which is, like, kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she didn't want it, so they got divorced. She didn't divorced, want it, so that sucks, yeah. But I hope he found a, a swinger <laughs> wife. I'm sure he did. Yeah, that's fine. But I also think it's funny. It's very bold of her to divorce him right in the middle of the race. Yeah, she's like... She hey. was like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. He, what? He took her to one club and she was, like, divorced. <laughs> They didn't have Which a talk is fine. about That's it. That's right. Yeah, why didn't they have a talk about it? Okay, well, here's the thing. This is a great question. This document <laughs> says bizarre clubs, which means that he took her to multiple clubs? So, all right. I'm going to try to <laughs> rationalize this <laughs> in some way. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right, the first club didn't work. But maybe the second one yeah. will be more maybe, comfortable. Yeah, maybe he tried to like ease her in where he was like, yeah. we're just going to go to this club. Oh, weird. There's but people like, having sex everywhere. Why was he just taking her without her knowing where I they were know. going? It's so tricky. Just have a talk about now, it. Now, like the, the divorce makes more sense in that yeah. context. Well, it was a lack of communication. Yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't communicate. Clearly, this is a couple who didn't talk. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to go out to dinner. Yeah. Oh, what, what people having sex? And then sex? they end up at like Plato's retreat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, guy, I guess if all these people are having sex, you should also have sex with people in front of me. That's the conversation. Yeah. 
He's like, he's playing dumb. The heck? The heck's going on here? He's like, what the heck's going? We just should embrace it, you know. Yeah. You live once. I guess when you're wrong, you just... <laughs> so, I thought this was a restaurant. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. So crazy. Like I said, very like kind of awesome of her to divorce him yeah. right in the middle of the race. But like a lot of women wouldn't do that. Yeah, Jerry Lynn Ryan of Star Good Trek fame. I guess we'll have to look her up. Yeah. Next one. This name rings a bell for me. This is this is a classic political scandal. One that I like hearing about. Now, New Jersey Governor James E. McGreevy a Democrat, in 2004, resigned, and he resigned because he had an extramarital affair with a man. Oh, he, he was just gay. fucked the dude. All right. And he resigned from the governor's yeah. office for why that? did he do that? Why is that a problem? Yeah. That's his business. He discovered he was gay. That's his personal business. Yeah. It's so it strange. It has nothing to do with me as a voter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a voter because yeah. I'm not New Jersey, but... But, like, it's so interesting that it was like, all right, I have to leave office... I'm gay. <laughs> That's a speech. I discovered I'm That's gay. That's a speech. Well, maybe he just like moved to Wilton Manor. He's like, like, I don't want to be governor yeah, anymore. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that was yeah. it. He's like, now I don't have to put on the facade. He has like so his little I'm boyfriend. Heading and... down. Yeah. yeah. They have like a dog walking wife. business. Yeah. Honestly, good for them. Dude, so much better. But like, it just it is crazy to think he got caught having sex with a man. Two consenting adults, obviously, because there's no detail about it being. Yeah, it know, doesn't say anything about consensual. it being messed up. So, he had sex with a man, and it was outside of his marriage, and people were like, resign? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand. Just for that? 2004, man. It was, we were, so, it was such a crazy time. Such I guess, a crazy time. I think maybe that might happen still today. Depending on where. If it actually got publicized. If yeah. the, like, the scandal actually got publicized. Yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of scandal it was. Here, yeah. this is just a kind of a run-through. Yeah, um, no, yeah. But I mean, I guess we could learn a little bit more about McGreevy, James McGreevy. Yeah. But yeah. I hope he's doing okay. I hope he's doing I mean, all right. He just, he had sex with a guy. I yeah. don't know what the problem is. He's, yeah, he was gay. Yeah. That's if it. they like plotted to kill his wife or something, then you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you should resign. <laughs> but like. These gays are trying to kill me. These gays are trying to kill me. funny <laughs> all right next one i mentioned this in the preamble in 2006 rep mark foley mm-hmm. and you might know a little bit more about Florida this because this this is your spot right he resigned after reports surfaced that he sent lurid messages to teenage male congressional pages yeah um and he was also kind of a um very anti-gay politician yes yeah this classic was like, this was like part of a cluster of wasn't Mark Foley's thing part of a cluster of like anti-gay Republicans who were getting caught being gay? One of my favorite in things time? in the world. <laughs> yeah. I know you like it. It's so For me, fun. I'm like, I don't give a shit, but like, <laughs> it's just so it's fun. Like, it's like, yeah, it's just like <laughs> you got caught being you gay. You got caught being gay. <laughs> we caught you being gay. We have the evidence. Straight to jail. <laughs> you being gay. <laughs> but it's true they caught him being gay they got him being gay and they were like okay well he was also a pedophile if, he, if they yeah. were teenagers yeah yeah he, he, that's the that's scumbag. the real scandal yeah and well so apparently they there was some kind of report of him none of this was proven by the way because oh. there was like a cover-up 
There was an so attempted cover up. The of messages all of this. like disappeared. I don't know if they disappeared, but they there wasn't enough evidence to like get him kicked out That's of, really the of Congress huh. or whatever. Yeah, I looked into it a little bit because hey, it's Florida, and hey, it's my favorite story, which is anti-gay yeah. politicians of course, being gay. Of course, a, of, of course, a Floridian politician being caught doing that. Would not have to resign, but the New Jersey guy had to resign. Oh, yeah, because he was just a gay man. Yeah. Um, If you're a pedophile, you don't have to resign. (laughs) Yeah. No, there was an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old who said that they had sex with him. Okay, they're just younger. Yeah. I mean, that's still, like, not great, in my opinion. That's pretty awful, but at 21, you can Yeah, you're allowed to, but it is just just classic um, that-time sex scandal. Oh, God. Yeah, there was, like, a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, there might be more on this list. Yeah, Let's take be. a look. David Vitter in 2007, this is a Republican senator from Louisiana, acknowledged that his Washington phone number was among those called by an escort service, but then he was reelected to Senate <laughs> in 2010. Good for him. So he was like, yeah, I yeah. use an escort service. Yeah. What are you going to fucking do about it? <laughs> yeah. This is like a classic Republican response. <laughs> it's really good. The Democratic governor of New Jersey resigned because he's gay. Yeah, it's because he's gay, yeah. And then Mark Foley, possibly stays a pedophile. Jo- yeah, possibly a pedophile, stays in, stays in his job. David Vitter is just like, yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to run again, actually. Listen, family values, but <laughs> family sometimes values, but... you got to have a sex worker over. Yeah, that's fine. Get a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> it was only a hand job. Listen, maybe you guys need to relax about this and call your own escort to get a hand job, okay? That's that's his speech. <laughs> that's his speech. Yeah. By the way, I'm running again. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> Alright, here's here's another just this one I do remember because it's just really fun. This was in 2007. A guy named Larry Craig. He was a senator. Oh, Larry Craig. Yeah. A Republican the, from Idaho. The part, this is the cluster yes. here. It was like one after another. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that one was McGreevy in yeah. 2000. No, McGreevy was the, the governor. Vitter was the escorts. Foley, Florida, yeah. 2006. And now we have just the best. 2007. This old is, Larry Craig. This is the under the stall thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was arrested. <laughs> For lewd conduct in the men's restroom at the <laughs> Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport, um, he finished his term but did not run again. The, so the same police who got George Michael got Larry. Yeah, <laughs> also, you know, Minneapolis St. Paul, great airport. I was just there this just summer. There, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I can't imagine. Did it seem like a good place to? Yeah, there were a lot of guys hanging out in the stalls. <laughs> A lot of Republican senators <laughs> hanging out in the stalls. Like, I just, again, caught being gay. Yep, he was caught being you're gay. caught being gay. Also, like, what a strange choice for this guy. He's like, I'm a senator, and I have to go to the yes. Minneapolis-St. Paul International to Airport cruise. to cruise. Yeah. Really? It's a weird place to cruise. Do you think that's, the like, airport. his cruising spot? He always it went there? It must have been, right? He was like, he always, every time just... I go to Minneapolis, I have a great time. <laughs> this is just the first time he got caught <laughs> yeah. being gay. He could have just gone to, like, I... one of the gay clubs in Minneapolis. You it know? feels also easier to, again, like, hire an escort mm-hmm. for these kinds of guys. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm sure Lindsey Graham's been doing it forever. Oh, yeah. Lindsey Graham is... You know, Second there's a fucking... trail of escorts. <laughs> there's like a trail. There's a trail of escorts yeah. from here to South Carolina. <laughs> that Lindsey Graham is hired. <laughs> you know. I feel like we could probably get sued. For that. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably could. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I take it back. Just a joke. Air Just quotes. a joke, guys. 
Um, yeah, Larry Craig. What a what a. I yeah, just, I remember that. I'm sure if we looked into him, he must have been virulently anti. No, he was. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. That's the only reason why it's a scandal. Mm-hmm. Is because it's like these right wing Republicans who are like super anti gay. Yeah. Because otherwise, like these some of these single guys, like Lindsey Graham, Larry Craig, etc., like these single guys, like who gives a fuck? Yeah. It, we only care because they are like super against that behavior. Yeah. Supposedly. We enjoy the Schadenfreude. Of yeah. The whole thing. Totally. I mean, that's yeah. like a big part of sex scandals as well as Schadenfreude. Yes, absolutely. Just to kind of. It's like I thought that guy was a creep, and yeah. then he was. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just goes to show you, if you're that anti-gay, you're gay. I mean, you know, I don't think that's always true. <laughs> just goes to show you. I, w- I know that it's so easy and we want to believe that. <laughs> but that's not always I true, mean, for sadly. I brother is a person who thinks that everyone's gay. Well, I do think that everyone's gay. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's hard to understand. You're, you're, basically, you're basically gay until proven otherwise, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Um, all right, next one. This is a big, heavy hitter. This one, I lived in New York at this time. In 2008, our boy, Elliot Spitzer, yeah, New York governor, resigned after the authorities said he spent tens of thousands <laughs> of dollars to arrange visits with prostitutes. I don't know. Again, why did he resign? I don't know. It was his money. Yeah. It was his money. It, was he married at the time? Yeah. Okay. All right. Kids. Maybe that's But why. like, whatever. But at the same time, like, and yeah, and he resigned and said, I need to spend time with my family, that kind of shit. Yeah. I guess probably because it is illegal. Okay. You know, yes. That's might right. be the only thing. Okay. That's the thing. Um, I guess also, that is like, the thing that makes it really just, scandalous. Sex with somebody. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, you're just paying for sex. Yeah. With I a, mean, it's an illegal thing. It shouldn't be illegal, obviously. Yeah. It should be a regulated industry, actually, so that people don't get hurt. Of but, course. Like, I, yeah, just crazy to me thinking about how <laughs> they were like, oh, you cheated on your wife with escorts, so now you absolutely have to resign. Yeah, you were voted governor of, like, one of the largest and states. Are we to, like, assume that every person has, like, <laughs> pure soul? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, everybody else everybody else has like a pure spirit mm-hmm. and it's just these guys who like did these i mean i'm not saying like i feel bad for their wives and their kids that have to endure these like scandals that's awful but i don't know it doesn't does it make you a worse politician no i would argue yeah, yeah. i would argue it doesn't really matter in terms of your performance as a politician we should probably be getting rid of them based on their performance yes, as a politician of course. Which is like the and if he was a good governor, it seems kind of fucked that like yeah, he had I mean, to resign. I don't know he, he was what a, his story he's was. He's a Democratic but... governor. He had good enough stuff, yeah. like kind of standard New York Dem stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't like he was a bad person for having sex with prostitutes. Yeah, he no, was he paying wasn't. a lot too, top dollar. Yeah, that's. I mean, eighty th- to spend eighty thousand thousand bucks a short an hour. amount of time. Wow. Yeah, he was paying for the top top tier. Top tier. A thousand dollars an hour. Hey, you know, he's the governor. In one day, you could spend ten grand. Yeah. Ten hours? Ten hours, yeah. Because they're not just having sex with these women. Yeah, they're They're, It's like company. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you like have a nice, you do out on a date now. You probably didn't go out on dates with them. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you got caught. Is that the governor? They had room service, though, dates, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the balcony. Oh, man. Probably really nice. Yeah. Sounds great. (laughs) A thousand dollars. All right, next up in 2009. Mark Sanford, this one I just love, in South Carolina. He was the governor, Republican. Mm -hmm. He had a rambling press conference in which he admitted to having an affair with a woman in Argentina. 
He served out his full term, but couldn't run again because of term limits. So oh, once again, he didn't just, leave. This is the one this where is he the said pattern we're seeing. he was gone for a week, and he said he was on a hiking trip in the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> but really he's visiting his he mistress was in, Argentina. in Argentina. He was in a whole other country. Yeah, yeah. It's Holy so good. shit. How did he set that up? Um, I don't know. Because you have to like report all your travel and shit. You probably wow. do. He was just like, you know what? That's crazy. I got to go to Argentina real quick. <laughs> Well, if we said Appalachian Trail, he's like, you're never going to find me. I'm going to be on the Appalachian Trail. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm hiding. You know how I'm the governor of the state? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be gone for like a week to the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, there's like no security that follows that? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I thought they did. Just went to Argentina. It's so crazy. It's South Carolina. Yeah, true. I love it. so crazy. Um... All right, next up, we got another Republican. This one, I don't know. I don't know anything about this one. It's just a quick, quick little, any, anyway. 2010, Mark Souder, a Republican from Indiana, resigned after an affair with a staffer came to light. Huh. They don't mention anything else about this one. Interesting. So. That's the first Republican who resigned. Yeah, he was just like... On the list. I guess he maybe didn't get the memo. Maybe because it was a staffer? Yeah, maybe. And not yeah. a prostitute? Yeah. <laughs> Makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's another one. In 2011, a Republican from New York, Chris Lee, resigned within hours after it was revealed that he sent a topless photo of himself to a woman he met on Craigslist. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) He met a woman on Craigslist and sent a topless photo of himself. And then just sent a picture of his chest? Yeah, he was like, check this out. (laughs) I can't imagine it was that impressive of a chest. It's just like a... Old Why did Republican he do that? fucking representative. Did he resign after that? Yeah, he's he oh left. Oh my god! Yeah, it must have been too embarrassed. Like... Craigslist, really? Yeah, man, Craigslist. You're... I mean, Craigslist was like a thing at that time. Yeah. You know, people were really all over Craigslist. It's like you're an elected representative and you're on Craigslist we're looking for women to <laughs> send topless photos to. Is that something that a woman really wants? <laughs> she wants to see your old yeah. chest. Let me see that old man chest. <laughs> Okay, and then this last one on the list in 2011, this dude, John Ensign, a Republican from Nevada, resigned after an affair with a campaign staffer. So another staffer. So a staffer, one. yeah. Pretty standard, you know, you're working out, you're working late nights, yeah. uh, you just happen to hook up with a staffer. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're, okay, if you're married, fuck up. Mm-hmm. If you're single, though, I don't think it should matter if you have... Sex with another consenting adult. I agree. Even if they are like, I mean, the only thing would be my only thing would be like, was she or he pressured into having sex? Because yeah, it's hard yeah. to tell with this. That's kind of the thing. thing. Like yeah. the, the power dynamics are really fucked up. But if you're truly like a consenting adult, it's like we shouldn't know about it. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of brings me to this article from 2013 which talks about the declining like interest in the american political sex scandal and it's it's kind of an interesting article because it posits that french people don't really give a shit about it and the title of it is are we french now (laughs) political sex scandals aren't career killers anymore okay French yeah. now. Are we French now? Because, you know, the French, I guess, don't care. I can care. tell you we're not French. No, not even close. Not even close. If this is the only thing we get from, like, the French political structure, <laughs> it's sucks. not very good. <laughs> we're Let's not get doing some of that health care. 
Let's let's start striking like the French do. We should actually. Yeah. So this is an article from July fourteenth, twenty thirteen. Ten years ago. So crazy. Talking about sort of the decline in American interest in the political sex scandal. Mm -hmm. So it kind of aligns really well with our little thesis that we're developing here. It's by Aaliyah Fruman. Um, And it begins, these days, Michael Steele said, you know, Michael Steele, that like Republican political. Yeah, he was like a pundit, right? Yeah, something like that. Voters mostly care about their leaders' professional skills, not their personal indiscretions. There's a sense that if you've got the trains running, what you do in the bedroom and what you do on your time is your business. Kind of what you just said. Elliot Spitzer was caught cavorting with prostitutes. It cost him the New York governorship and possibly a chance to be president one day. Not sure about that. (laughs) A wild jump. Yes. Was he being groomed to be president? Possibly in the sense that like (laughs) I also could possibly be president. Actually, it seems more likely it would be the same possibility of me being yes. president. <laughs> <laughs> Just understanding the landscape of politics in the yeah. 2000s, like, there's no way he was being groomed for Sorry. that. Sorry. In the schadenfreude-filled day after the Spitzer story broke in 2008, it seemed the disgraced Democrat could never bounce back. And yet, five years later, with a stable of slate columns and a failed CNN talk show behind him, Spitzer seems ready to win the forgiveness of New York City voters. Just days after announcing he was running for city comptroller, a Wall Street Journal NBC Newt poll shows Spitzer with a nine-point lead over popular Manhattan Borough President Scott Stringer. I don't know if Spitzer won uh, the New York City city comptroller thing, but, you know, it shows that he just kind of went, bounced right back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he disappeared for a little while, and he was like, I'm back. And he was like, hey, guys, I'm back. Remember the prostitute thing? And they were like, you thing? were a good governor. Yeah. <laughs> we like you. We like you. I mean, the thing is, do we care at all about any of this shit actually like did we just pretend to care (laughs) yes because who gives a shit it's a political playing like it's a political pawn like you can use it to do anything you want yeah like who would be like i can't vote for elliot spitzer because he had sex with prostitutes probably no one you wouldn't even think about it, especially if he was running against somebody who really sucked yeah in terms of their politics which is likely the case right Continuing on, meanwhile, former Democratic Congressman Anthony Weiner of New York, who called it quits two years after tweeting lewd photos of himself to strangers, then repeatedly lying about it on national television, (laughs) is also at or near the top of polls to become the Big Apple's next mayor. He did not become the Big Apple's next mayor, by the way, because he continued to send uh, dick pics. Yes, he couldn't stop. And then there's Mark Sanford, the Mm -hmm. former governor of South Carolina, who resigned following revelations of an extramarital affair with Argentine mistress Maria Bellin Chapur. Now Sanford, once a national punchline, has returned to Congress, where he has been seen hitting the town with Chapur. Mm. Now his fiance by his side. So he wiped her up. (laughs) He wiped her up, yeah. Great transition. That's just a good old American transition there. Yeah, that's great, you know? Historically, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, like, tank your marriage with a mistress, you have to marry you the mistress. You gotta marry your mistress. I'm sorry, guys. And then you get a new one. Yeah, and then eventually you get another one. It's just the circle of it's life. The circle of life for men in America. <laughs> <laughs> America's sudden forgiveness of such sexual transgressions is enough to make the country feel almost dot 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 (laughs) french (laughs) yeah sure 
Have Americans become more willing to forgive and forget? Since the days of Bill Clinton's impeachment, when Republicans spent years hammering the president for engaging in oral sex with a White House intern, we've seen our elected leaders engage in offenses that are arguably far worse. Spitzer, after all, broke the law. And yet, voters seem quick to forgive. It seems almost quaint to imagine 1988, when Gary Hart's presidential bid was derailed by reports of an extramarital affair. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't remember it, but yeah. I remember learning about it. I remember it. learning about it. Yeah. I was um, barely conscious in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, to harken back on a time period when just to have an extramarital affair... Yeah, it meant you were out. You were out. Yeah. And now, it's kind of expected. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of sad, I guess. Sad. <laughs> I guess in a way that is sad. It's kind of sad. I just, I think, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that it's like we don't care. I'm, I think it's more of a we don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. type of situation. Just because I think people in general, especially in the last like six years, they just don't want to deal with sex. Yeah. Okay. In a real way. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Like, you look, you see what's happening online, and I think, yes, it is a small portion of the population or whatever, but if you look at conversations online that are revolving around sex, a lot of it is just not wanting to, like, face the realities of, like, what sex is, Mm -hmm. the fact that we're sexual beings, that we want to have sex, that sex is important to many of us, et cetera, et cetera. Like, these these conversations, they don't want to face that reality. Yeah. I mean, I do think about that often when, to bring it back to the QAnon sort of insanity, there is this understanding of all sex as perversion. Right. And it seems to have pervaded more of the consciousness. Yeah. And um, you'd think that we were closer to a healthy understanding of sex, but as you said, we've really turned right. We fucking... (laughs) We just... We were like, forget that shit. Yeah. And we that... were living a little too high on the hog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were like, wow, maybe we can accept people for who they are. And now we're like, no. No. And the thing is, those those things that others view as perversions will continue to exist. It just has to be hidden more and more. Right. Which is a problem. Um, so yeah, maybe it is that we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about just it. Just don't want to talk about it or think about it. I mean, this is like, again, small portion of the population, but... We see this uh, rise in these in the discourse with Gen Z talking about specifically Gen Z, but I'm sure that some younger millennials are engaging with this as well, talking about I don't want to see a sex scene in a movie. It does nothing for the plot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's like really? you don't fucking understand what the plot is. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand how plot works. Yeah, interesting. But anyway, that's like a conversation that keeps coming up over and over again online, and it's like just this avoidance of like anything sexual like all sex is perverted and bad and so i don't want to see it i don't want to talk about it i don't want it to be in my face yeah so your um thesis is a lot different than this which is kind of saying that we're all we're all understanding of it like ah whatever yeah although this is from 2013 when i think we were talking about sex a little bit differently yeah i I do think approaching it differently i do think though yes many of us are jaded like if probably i would say i am although Mm. if like a sex scandal happened it was a good old-fashioned one i'd probably be like i'd enjoy it happy about it (laughs) not happy about it but like i would just enjoy the you know fallout or whatever but there's definitely that portion so us who are jaded and then there's the other portion and we're kind of also bumping heads in a weird way Mm mm-hmm constantly yeah. in the discourse so yeah. i don't know 
Interesting. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes on. A good sex scandal isn't what it used to be, that's for sure. <laughs> so true. <laughs> said former Republican National Chairman Michael Steele on Hardball earlier this week. Politicians today have figured out how to apologize. They've figured out how to go for that sort of kumbaya, gee, I'm sorry, won't you give me another try kind of approach. He contrasted that tactic to the defiant stances employed by Hart and Clinton. Um, obviously, this is from 2013 because there's no world in which nope. any Republican would ever apologize nope. for anything. Nope. You're not allowed to apologize yeah. anymore. Yeah, you can't. Trump wrote the playbook on this. Yeah, he, did. he really did. He really did. Live in front of our if faces. everything you do is lie, then you have so much power. Yeah, you can just keep lying. You just keep lying all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? You have no choice. <laughs> What are you going to do? It's just one of those situations. I mean, we have all experienced it in our lives where we told one lie and then that one lie kind of ballooned into this much bigger thing and you have to keep going. Yep. Because if you stop, then they're going to find out that you lied initially. (laughs) That sucks. It's a classic case. (laughs) And it's really funny when, like back in the day before Trump politicians, when they would get caught in their lies and they'd have to admit, like... Clinton, for instance, yeah. where you'd be like, oh, actually, I did do the thing. Yeah. That was another great part about sex scandals. Yeah. He did deny it first, though. He did, yeah. He said, I didn't do it. And yeah. then he said, well, I did it. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? This is getting too serious. I got to say <laughs> that it happened. I was pretending that I didn't know what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, all right. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, people liked him enough to yeah. kind of do that if I they mean, wanted to, it, actually. Right? He probably could have gotten away with that. Yeah. Anyway, it goes on. Of course, not all sex scandals are created equal. Clinton never needed to run again after his sex scandal. True. Mm-hmm. Avoiding the ultimate test at the ballot box, he probably would have won. Spitzer. Definitely. Yeah. Once a fearsome and high-minded attorney general was caught breaking the law. Wiener, who loved to berate Republicans in the House floor, was revealed in all senses of the word to have put himself in compromising positions. In some sense, the criticism of both Spitzer and Wiener was as much about their hypocrisy as their sexual behavior. And while San- and Sanford, while the butt of jokes for his phony Appalachian Trail hiking, <laughs> seems to be the only one to have fallen in love with a woman who he's now engaged to. Ah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's tempting to lump them all in together, Spitzer and Sanford, former governors felled by sex scandals seeking political redemption, but the specifics of each case really are different. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Regardless, not everyone is ready to forgive and forget. The New York Times editorial board isn't jumping on the Spitzer-Wiener redemption bandwagon, calling the duo charter members of the Kardashian party. This is so, so 2013. Tw- wow, hardcore 2013. Yeah. Arguing their new scandal celebre doesn't change their actual records while in office. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair. I mean, that's yeah, like that's how they should what be, it is, right? Yeah, that's how they should be judged. Boston Globe columnist Joanna Weiss argues it's not about voters necessarily willing to forgive and forget. It's about authenticity. Hmm. I mean, I think that that's true. And I think part of the Trump playbook, yes, he's not authentic and he lies all the time. But like his authenticity is lying. It's a performative authenticity. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He's like, I'm telling you the truth, but it's like not the truth. Which is, it baffles me that none of these people can really crack the... The playbook on beating trump i think it's obvious yeah you just have to be authentically like shut up dude you're an idiot yeah you, but they're afraid to him. do it yeah it would absolutely kill him for a bunch of people a chorus of people to say yeah you're a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah like you don't know what the fuck you're talking it. about just like shut up dude you're a sick pervert queen because <laughs> that's what 
from the Upper West Side yeah. who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It's it's like so. I have like that it was, seems obvious. Yeah. And so I think although this, you know, this article is dated, the push towards authenticity that was happening then yeah. did become Trump. Yeah. <laughs> being. A bully, but that bullying seemed very authentic. Yeah. And he was kind of bullying these absolute losers for everyone. Right. Right. No, it's so true. (laughs) Which was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. You're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. He did it. And if, like, a chorus of people were doing that back then, he would shut up. Yeah. It's true. He would have, like, no choice but to shut up. But... But they Nobody don't want to do, do it. it. They just want decorum. Yeah, they're afraid. Everyone wants to save their decorum. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry guys, you don't have it's, any decorum. We're this is America. Yeah, <laughs> this is a vulgar <laughs> this country. This is the most vulgar, disgusting <laughs> country on earth. Okay, so moving on. Joanna Weiss continues, Voters, on the whole, tend to think more strategically than that. They choose politicians on their relative merits, and they choose which scandals to overlook. Mm. Barney Frank didn't weather bad Mm. news because of the public's benevolence. He kept winning because voters in his district understood who he was and wanted precisely that guy in office. Weiss writes, And with Hillary Clinton following her husband's infidelity, no one was buying her decades ago as a blandly supportive political wife who really enjoyed baking cookies, but as a hyper-ambitious, hyper-competent woman who wouldn't let embarrassment bring her down. That's a politician people can believe in. So this Mm. is obviously discussing Clinton's failure in 2008 against Barack Obama. And yeah, that authenticity or lack of authenticity for Clinton was the thing that continually doomed her right. like, Always. political future. Yeah, everybody's like, this is a fake. Yeah, I mean, it's we, people can see through that. Yeah. And so I think that's another element of uh, the whole sex scandal thing and maybe why we don't care is because we have valued authenticity more and more. Yeah, maybe. Or voters value authenticity yeah. more and more. The political establishment doesn't really seem to realize that that's what we want. Yeah. It would be a lot easier to just have a guy admit to this and be like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Done. Yeah, probably true. Continuing on. Three days after admitting to the Lewinsky affair, Bill Clinton had a 69% approval rating. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, dude. That guy's <laughs> sick, guy's so man. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's so sick. Five weeks after Clinton was acquitted for perjury, Bubba had a 66% approval rating, so... Three point went difference. Around three points. <laughs> it's like, man, I mean, the Republicans must have been so pissed. Yeah, like, God damn it! <laughs> they were like, we can't destroy this guy. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's really true. He was indestructible. And Coulter must have been losing her mind. Dude, they lost it. Marina Ein, a crisis public relations expert who helped former Congressman Gary Condit busted for having an extramarital affair with intern Chandra Levy, remember that? Yeah. And temporarily and falsely suspected in her disappearance and murder, told MSNBC that American society has indeed gotten over political sex scandals, with the possible exception of in the armed forces. Hmm. America has come far from its puritanical past. We do now understand that individuals are entitled to a private life, and if they've stumbled, it doesn't have any bearing on their performance, competence, or how they're doing in office. It doesn't mean we approve, she added. And that's the article. That feels weird, her statement about the armed forces, because it feels like she's conflating sex scandal with, like, assault yes, scandal. Yes. I think Which that is two different things. I think that that's happening a little bit in this article. Yeah. But it's also, weird. they are making that distinction yeah. where they're like, some of it is consensual. Yeah, yeah. And people are more likely to look kindly on an affair that 
becomes an engagement as opposed to an uh, yeah, of course having they are. sex with yeah, sex yeah, workers. Yeah, 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 of course they are. So, yeah. you know, we haven't really gotten over our puritanical past. No, like not at all. Because If it's you, in the service of the family, right, then it's right. okay. Right, like if you're having sex with a sex worker, then you're a degenerate. Mm-hmm. But if you have a mistress who you met through some means and then you decide to marry her, yes. you're not a degenerate. No. You're just a guy in love. You just love. Actually. You have a genuine connection. <laughs> To use reality dating show language. <laughs> you just have a really genuine Which connection. is like really crazy and yeah. fucked up. Yeah, so I guess this article is positing that the political sex scandal died around 2013. Yeah, but I guess that's right. They are saying it for the opposite reason that you are saying it. You are saying it because we are actually weirder about sex than ever. We are. They are saying... Nah, it's because we're cooler about it now. Yeah. And so we I wish really that was care. true. Maybe from like 2012 to 2015 we were cool about it, but something took a really radical shift yes, there in have 2015, been, okay? There have been several major <laughs> like cosmic shifts. All of a shifts. sudden everybody was like, no. Yeah. And I, I just think, yeah, I just think that people just don't want to deal with the re- like they just it's like too much to talk about almost like we're so not like me and you but like as a as a people we're so overwhelmed that we can't even engage with mm-hmm. something that is already hard to engage with in the first place yeah you know it we definitely have taken a conservative turn and i think about as you know we were both educators mm-hmm. when i first started teaching in 2016 you know, I could probably discuss things of a sexual nature in literature yeah. and, and articles and with my students, weird. and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. And now I'm teaching at a college, and I think even to mention the fact that sex exists would compromise me yes. as a professional, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, it is insane. And so we've like definitely shifted, at least in certain parts of the country, this state specifically, towards not being allowed to talk about reality. Yeah, you can't. You can't talk about what's really happening in your minds or bodies. No, it (laughs) makes you a pervert, I guess. You're a weak pervert. (laughs) It's so (laughs) weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. Because it's a fundamental aspect of being alive. In fact, it's the reason why we're alive. And yet we can't talk about it yeah my conversation so you know one of the books that i've taught since i started teaching is middlesex and there's teenage sex in that book between Mm -hmm. some of the characters and the conversations have shifted dramatically in regards to like those sections basically when we when we both started in 2016 at the same school the conversations like the kids would mention it talk about it like even say sometimes like I've had students who would say like because my most of my conversations are student directed I'd have students say oh you know like I felt seen or Mm -hmm. whatever in in these characters thoughts about this or whatever like they would say stuff like that now they just skip over it entirely Mm -hmm. yeah they can't do it they cannot engage with it maybe it has something to do with our covid lockdown like the way that that made everyone insane and and scared (laughs) of each other's bodies yeah maybe and it's kind of inhibited people's sexual growth as well that's totally possible i feel like it did it's totally possible but i do think that there the seeds were being planted before covid happened and i guess covid just kind of fast-tracked it yeah in a way that we could have never expected yeah but to yeah but to like not want to deal with you know, in a fiction, in a fictional text to not want to, like, deal with it at all feels very strange. I went to a Catholic high school, 
you know, and when we read Great Gatsby, <laughs> we definitely talked about the sexual aspects of Great Gatsby and like what was happening in there and that specific scene between um, Nick and the and Mr. McKee, that there was like some insinuation that they were gay together, uh-huh. you know? And it was like, those are things that you discuss because it's like important to the text and understanding the characters yeah, vitally and their motivations. Important. When you're talking about literature, when so, you're talking about... It's just weird. Humanity in general. Yeah. Yeah. Sex will be a part of interactions between people. Yeah. So it's just weird to have people be like, no, that's not something that I can talk about or engage with. (laughs) Or I don't want a sex scene in my movies or my books. Yeah. It's like, but that's part, that's a natural part of human life and being alive on the planet. So it would be like disingenuous for a filmmaker or an author to choose not to engage with that. It's very strange. (laughs) It's very strange. It's really weird. That's an interesting thesis, and one that I didn't think we would arrive at. I think my initial thought with the whole sex scandal thing is about what I said earlier, polarization and, like, broken brain from Trump. Yeah. We just can't, we cannot hold it in our minds, and I didn't think that there's also this new conservatism that is pervasive among a lot of young people but also obviously old people yeah, too absolutely. um that kind of prevents us from having conversations about sex so we're just like nope. yeah i think it's both like, yeah. right so like both of these things are happening simultaneously mm-hmm. and so then no conversations are happening yeah and there's we definitely have if you're looking at the political aisle if you want to view it as a binary which it is not at all right. but like if you wanted to view it as dems and republicans unfortunately the two prominent choices <laughs> that we have politically uh there are two ways of of looking at it and both of them are wrong right because yeah, if absolutely. you view it from the totally. the dem perspective is still kind of filtered through that me too perspective where it's like any sexual relationship has some inflection of power which mm-hmm. can compromise someone where it's not fair if it's involving like a politician right and then from the republican perspective you're a demon who drinks the blood of babies right like those are the two and both of them are obviously one is more wrong than the other but But they're both wrong but they're both wrong and so you we can't just can't meet in the middle and be like hey look that guy had a consensual extramarital affair yeah i think it speaks to a larger thing of like a lack of understanding that our lives are multifaceted and very nuanced and emotions are Mm -hmm. multifaceted and very nuanced and not every situation is like a blueprint for the next situation that looks similar. Like the realities of one situation between a politician and a staffer might not be the same as the realities between another politician Mm -hmm. and their staffer or whatever. Yeah. But we want to like impose that expectation onto the next one and just like keep doing it in perpetuity because it's easier for us to not deal with like the nuances of, well, maybe that politician and that staffer knew each other before that person was even running for office. So is it a power thing or no? Mm-hmm. And then like on the other side, we're like, oh my gosh, it's fu-. like we don't want to deal with the fucking fucked upness of a person taking advantage of their power so that they can have sex with their staffer, right? So, like, we can't deal with it either way. It's just, like, we just rather write it off and be like, okay, we're just not going to talk about it. We're going to ignore it. Or we're going to pretend to be cool with it or whatever and almost expect it, as that article is saying, just so that we don't have to deal with it at all. And it's just easier for us to move through Mm -hmm. and not have these conversations like we're having right now. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no mm, i don't know i just yeah. like i see so much and i'm just i i do think 
again, it's like so many different things happening at one time, so I'm not going to pinpoint it to one thing. I do think it is that jadedness that that article points out. I do think it is um, what you mentioned about <laughs> both sides are just have this like really weird opinion either way. <laughs> and I do think then there's also this like level of conservatism towards sex that is kind of on the rise now. And I, it's all kind of, it's happening at the same time. So it's coming together to form this perfect like problem mm-hmm. that we're going to have probably, we're going to have to deal with probably in like four years, Yeah, you know, where it's like, we've become so scared to like even discuss the realities of like our bodies and like our bodies being together Mm -hmm. that what is that going to lead to in a few years that we can't even we don't want to have these discussions where where are we going to end up Mm -hmm. you know yeah so i don't know yeah it's gonna be a weird time it's gonna be a weird time uh so i guess that's it and and in the middle of it we also have to deal with climate change yes yeah there's other stuff going on guys (laughs) it's not just this we're not being we're not we can't we don't know how to be human, and we don't know how to be human on this planet, and I really think that those are the two most pressing issues yeah. of our time. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. So much is wrapped up in it. Uh, anyways, thank you, brother. It's like brought, definitely brought back some memories. I'm glad we were allowed... We, we could have some goose yeah. on these it's, guys' ultimately, parts. Ultimately, it's pretty funny. Ultimately, they did it for the goose, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, they did it for the laughs. <laughs> it's about the friends they made along the way. <laughs> That's what Elliot Spitzer said. The lawyers says. they got to hire... <laughs> The lawyers, the publicists, fucking creep, the like, actual sex workers that yeah. they got to know. Mark was, Sanford was like, it was actually about the friends I made was, along yeah, the way. Yeah, it was about my Argentinian friends yeah, that I made. So crazy. <laughs> he has like a contingency of Argentinian supporters. <laughs> yeah, they're like, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, we like Mark. Yeah, he's a good yeah. guy. But yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. And I do think uh, we, we're going to have to, you know... I don't think that we need the return of the sex scandal or anything, but we're going to have to deal with, like, sex. We're going to have a reckoning with sex yeah. in our future. One of these days. At some point, you know? I agree. We need to be normal about we it. We need to be normal about like, it. We need to be normal just about be normal. just everything again. I, I, I don't know if there isn't again. Were we ever normal about everything? No, but we were more normal. We were getting closer. Yeah. yeah we need to continue on just that path. general... Basic human decency. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing at some point. That's a good start. (laughs) All right, thank you guys for listening. Thank you.